Wake up. It's time to connect to the source. This is Heart to Heart, your everyday life with God, where we expound on real Christian living, encourage you to let go of religion, and take up a true relationship with God. Recognize God as your partner today. Here is your host, Kiandra Redman. So as y'all know, this is Heart to Heart, your everyday life with God. And I am your host, Keandra Redmond, and we are having our Ask Pastor J session today, okay? So send y'all questions in, all right? Father God, we come before you this morning, Father God, thanking you, Father God. Thanking you for who you are, Father God, and who you have been to us, Father God. Thanking you for your faithfulness. Father God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy, Father God. Thank you for your patience, Father God. Thank you for always being patient with us, Father God. Always being willing to wait on us, Father God. Always being willing, Father God, to teach us, Father God. To see us past our flaws, Father God. To see who we really are, Father God. Even when we can't see who we are ourselves, Father God, you look beyond Father God, with the visible, Father God, you look beyond the natural, Father God, and you see who we really are on the inside, Father God, and you call that out of us, Father God. Father God, I thank you that you continue to make us into who you want us to be, Father God. Thank you for continuing to do a work on the inside of us, Father God. Thank you for um, a continuous change in our lives, Father God. Father God, thank you so much for your love, God. Thank you for your mercy and your grace, Father God. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you for your victory, Father God, that you give to us, Father God. Thank you for all the benefits that you have left for us, Father. I thank you, Father God, that you make us more aware of you, Father God, more conscious of you, Father God. Make us more aware, Father God, of what you're doing, Father God, in our lives, Father God. Father God, I thank you that you touch our hearts, Father God, so we can be ready, willing, and obedient unto you, Father God. Willing, Father God, to move when you say move, Father God, and do whatever it is that you say do, Father God. Father God, creating us a clean heart, Father God, and renewing us a right spirit, Father. Let your will be done today, Father God. On this podcast, Father God, this broadcast, Father God, let your will be done, Father God. Not our agenda, Father God, but your agenda, Father God. Father God, right now, me and Jasper submit to you, Father God. Right now, Father God, we decrease, Father God, so that you can increase, Father God. Father God, whatever it is you want to do, Father God, do whatever it is that you have a desire to do, Father God. Father God, I thank you that every question that is asked today gets a Holy Ghost answer, Father God, not a fleshly answer, Father God. Father God, not an answer based on our own opinions, Father God. No, an answer, Father God, that is inspired by you, Father God. Father God, I lift the people up to you right now, Father God. There's a need that we have today, Father God. Father God, we know you as our God. We know you as our provider, Father God. We know you as our source, Father God. You are the source of everything we need, Father God. Father God, so I thank you, Father God, that you meet that need no matter what it is, Father God. And you use it as an opportunity for us to grow in our faith once again, Father God. For us to go from this level to faith to a whole nother level of faith in you, Father God. Thank you for always taking us from faith to faith and glory to glory, Father God. Thank you, Father God, that we never become stagnant in you, Father God. Thank you that we always want to be, want to know more of you, Father God. Thank you that our hunger grows for you, Father God, for your truth, Father God. For your truth, Father God. Let your truth come forth now in the name of Jesus, Father. Let your truth reign in our life, Father God. No more lies, Father. No more lies, Father God. Let your truth reign in our lives, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I pray and I declare all these things in your precious son, Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, Cousin Jerry. Good morning. I'm going to shout all of y'all. Hey, Aunt Phyllis. I'm going to shout all y'all out at the end for the sake of time. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into some worship. I got quite a few, but I'm going to condense them and make them into a little medley. All right. Um, I'm just going to give y'all the titles. All right. Because I didn't write none of this music. All right, Glorious Day by Christian Stanfield. All right. <clears throat> See a Victory by Elevation Worship. We're going to get into a little bit of the anthem. Hey, Aunt Hilda. 
and we're gonna get into uh just a snippet of the hill i love that song so that's what we're gonna do this morning if y'all know it by all means lift it up with me if you don't listen to the words let it bless you all right all right i was buried beneath my shame yeah who could carry that kind of weight it was my tomb jesus till i met you yeah i was breathing but not alive and all my failures i tried to hide oh it was my tomb jesus till i met you then you called my name and I ran out of that grave. Yeah, out of the darkness into your glorious day. Oh yeah, then you called my name and I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness into your glorious day. Now your mercy has saved my soul. Yeah, and your freedom is all that I know. Oh, the old made new, Jesus, when I met you. Oh, the old made new, Jesus, when I met you. Oh, then you called my name, and I ran out of that grave. Yeah, out of the darkness into your glorious day. Oh, then I heard you call my name and I ran out of that grave. Oh, out of the darkness into your glorious day. Yeah, I needed rescue. I was a sinner, but your break, sorry, I but chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed rescue. My sin was heavy, but chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan, but then you call my name, Jesus. I ran out of that grave. Oh, yeah, you call my name. Lord, I ran out of that grave. Oh, oh, when you call my name, Lord, I ran out of that grave. Yeah, thank you for calling my name. My sin was heavy, but chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan, but you called me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future. My eyes are open cause when you 
called my name, Jesus. I ran out of that grave. Oh, Lord, yes, you called my name. And I ran out of that grave. Lord, I thank you for calling my name, Jesus. I ran out of that grave. Oh, Lord, cause when you called my name, Jesus, I ran out of that grave, yeah. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. Oh my God will never fail. No, no. Oh my God will never fail. Yeah. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I know, he knows only how to triumph. Oh, my God will never fail. No, he won't. Oh, my God will never fail. And I'm gonna see a victory. Yes, I'm gonna see a victory. Because this battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, I'm gonna see a victory. Yes, I'm gonna see a victory. Because this battle belongs to you, Lord. Yeah, Jesus, this battle belongs to you. Yeah, and there's power in the mining name of Jesus. And every war he wages, he will win. Oh, so I'm not backing down from any giant. No, cause I know how this story ends. Yes, I do. Yes, I know how this story will end. Yeah, yeah. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. And every war he wages, he will win. Oh, so I'm not backing down from any giant. Oh, cause I know how this story ends. Yeah, yeah. I know how this story ends. Yes, I'm gonna see a victory. I'm going to see a victory, for this battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory, I'm going to see a victory, because this battle belongs to you, Lord. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turned it for good. Yes, you turned it for good. Jesus, you take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You work it for my good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. Yeah, you work it for my good. Yeah, you take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. Yes, you turn it for good. 
So I'm gonna see a victory. All I know is victory. Cause this battle belongs to you, Lord. Yes, I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For this battle belongs to you, Lord. So I sing hallelujah. You have won the victory. Jesus, death could not hold you down, oh, you are the risen King, Jesus, forever seated in majesty, yeah, you are the risen stripes we are healed by your nail pierced hands we're free and it's by your blood that we're washed clean and now we have your victory yeah, the power of sin is broken. Jesus overcame it all. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thank you, Lord. You have won my freedom. Jesus overcame it all. It all. Jesus, oh, hallelujah, you have won it all for me, and death could not hold you down, Jesus, so death cannot hold me down, Jesus. You are the risen King, Jesus. You are the risen King. Yes, you got a hope so I can get up again, Jesus. You got up so I can get up again. Now I'm up again with you. You got up so I can get up again. Yeah, you got up so I can get up again. Yeah, yeah. You got up so I can get up again. Yeah, Jesus. You got up so I can get up again. Now I'm up again with you. You got up so I can get up again. Yeah, you got up so. I can get up again and on the hill there's the cross and on the cross there is blood for me yeah for me oh, on the hill there's the cross and on the cross there is blood for me for me 
and it still has the power, the wonderful power to heal all diseases and to cover our weakness. It still has the power, the wonderful power to heal all diseases and to cover our weakness. So I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. Because this battle was won by you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. Because this battle was won by you, Lord. All right, we're going to go ahead on and stop. I had to stop myself because we need to go ahead on and get into this. But um, I love singing songs about the blood. I love singing songs about God's power because it just, it really, it puts you, it really reminds you, especially when you're in your low places, it really reminds you that, hey, and this is something that you're going through. You're not going to stay here. God already won this battle for you. God already won this battle for you. If you could just stand and hold on to the end of it, you will truly see that this battle was already won for you. He worked this thing out like that song say, You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. Yes, you turn it for good. Like when all these things come your way, man, it be looking like it be looking like the enemy winning and stuff, man. But if you can just stand and stand and, and see this thing through to the end you will see that god worked this thing out this thing was already worked out from the very beginning before this storm even came your way whatever it is before it even came your way it was already worked out your good was already established you see what i'm saying like like i like how travis green say it ain't over till it's good Anything that's coming your way, it ain't over until it's good. Until God make it good, that thing ain't over. So don't ever feel like, oh, it's, this is it for me. No, no, it ain't over until it's good. That's a promise. God will make these things good for you. He will turn these things good, whatever the enemy meant for evil, right? The Bible tells us that God, that God works all things together for our good, right? Those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So hold your head up, all right? If you are discouraged right now, hold your head up and understand that the victory is already yours. It was already won for you, all right? But we're going to go ahead on, Pastor Jay. I can't see past this light. Pastor Jay, we waiting for, we always waiting for Pastor Jay. <laughs> but yeah, y'all, if y'all got some questions, send them in. I got a few of my own. I need some help and some stuff. Am I right? But if y'all got anything to ask, please, please, please send it in. All right? Like I said, there's no inappropriate questions. All right? No such thing as that. If you got a question, you need to answer. All right? All right? So... Um, send your questions in, no inappropriate, it's no such thing as inappropriate or stupid or dumb or, you know, maybe this just is something I need to hold to myself. No, if you have a question, we are iron sharpening iron here. And if Jasper can't answer it or I can't answer it, all right, then somebody on here, somebody on here can answer it for you. If, um, if we can't answer the question, by all means, type the answer in the comments, tag the person's name so they'll get their answer, all right? All right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead on. We're going to welcome Pastor Jay this morning. All right. <laughs> you nervous? Mm -mm, I'm hungry. Okay. I see he's on his shenanigans already. All right, so I don't see any questions. I'm going to go through again just to make sure. I don't want to miss anybody's questions. Uh, yeah, nobody ain't said nothing yet. So I'm going to go ahead on and break this ice with one of mine. Good morning, everybody. I shout all y'all out at the end for the sake of time, okay? All right. Because I got some questions of my own, some of my own personal questions this morning that I am needing help with. So... I'm going to ask you my first question, all right? What is the importance of tunnel vision in your walk with God? 
at my ex again. What is the importance of having tunnel vision in your walk with God? Can I say it again? I'm sorry. It just it feels different this morning. I don't I don't know what's going on, but something I don't just, something just feels different this morning. But go ahead. Okay. What is the importance of tunnel vision in your walk with God? Like, what is the importance of having tunnel vision in your walk with God? <laughs> that's one of my personal. That's what I'm dealing with right now. Not being distracted. Like. Why is this? You say what? What is the importance of having tunnel vision in your walk with God? Because, man, so, um, you ever seen a horse race? Mm, not on TV, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking you're asking me, like, and then I have I personally been down to, what they call it, a derby? No. <laughs> but I seen on TV. You've seen a horse race, right? Yeah. All right, so, uh, if you notice the horses, they had they have on blinders, right? Okay, yeah. So, um, so they can only see what's in front of them, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They can't see what's on the side of them, what's on either side, left side or up right side. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. Because distractions, right? Mm -hmm. So it's important for us to have our blinders on when we walking when we walking with God, so we can always see. What's in front of us, which is God, because God is always leading the leading mm -hmm. the way. So we want to make sure we we have them blinders on so we can follow Christ, right? So, because if we don't have those blinders on, it's easily to get distracted from to what's on the left and to what's on the right. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes distractions they are like they are very tempting. Man, right? who are you telling? The distraction. <laughs> man, hold on, hold on, God. Let me see what's going on over yes. here. I'll be right back. Come on. Right. Man, God, this look interesting over here. Give me one second. I'll be back. Right? So, and and that's the, and that's, that's one of the things that we have to, that we have to group. We have to put our blinders on so we won't be tempted by those distractions, right? Because distractions, distractions are very, very, very tempting. Hey, Josh. Yeah, and in my case, my y'all know I try to keep it real with y'all. In my case, a distraction doesn't. And then I'm sorry. a distraction can also lead to a setback. Come on, that's come on, come on, because honestly speaking, like we like we think of distractions as like, um, let's just say it was still like with David, you know, David. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he saw Bathsheba, but that and you know, and that caused him to do a whole lot of stuff that go through a whole lot of things that he didn't have to go through, but that's not the only distractions. Okay. For myself, what I've been going through, y'all know I try to keep it real. All right. For myself, um, my emotions is one of my distractions. Okay. I get, I get sidetracked by how I feel. Okay. Somebody say something I don't like, somebody do something I don't like. I feel like somebody coming for me. Then my my focus gets off of what God is telling me to do and what God is telling me to say. And now I'm focused on, oh, on some get back kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so it's so important. Like I ask that question because like I said, I ask questions based on, um, you know, what I go through because I feel like if one person is going through it, then somebody else might be going through it as well. So I try to have strong questions for you guys, you know, so you can get real life answers and, and really understand that you're not the only one who's walking through this thing. You know, you're not the only one dealing with these things. And yeah, I love God. I minister the word of God, but I have flesh too. And I have to keep that thing under control. I have to not be distracted by, um, my emotions on how I feel, you know, oftentimes I let my emotions rule me and I have to understand that is a distraction. Only thing I need to be focused on is, is what God said and what he's telling me to do, how he's telling me to move. You see what I'm saying? So it's important, like he said, to have tunnel vision, to have tunnel vision. So you won't have a setback, you know, so you will not have a setback. It's so important. Um, hold on. Hey, the one oh man. Hey, the one. That's a question. I love your questions, dude. <laughs> Please ask. Just ask one question, at least the one. We got We got to get at least one of your crazy questions because we love it. We love the realness. All right. Okay, I ain't feel this. No, I can't answer that one. Maybe Jasper can. I don't know. Can you please help me explain the age of accountability? I don't even. I don't. Anybody know what the age of accountability is? You know what that is? I don't understand the question. She's I'm sorry. She said, can you, can you help me explain the age of accountability? 
I don't even know what the age of accountability is. I feel it's like, break it down for me a little bit. What is the age of accountability? And then maybe we could get you a, a answer. I can't even sit here and act like I know. Because <laughs> I, I ain't never heard of that one. What's up? Okay. Okay, so anybody? Joshua Dwayne, boy, what's up? Anyway, all right. So that was one of my first questions. Y'all for real though, send y'all questions in. This is a, okay, what God expects us to do. Okay, so you saying, let's see. Can you please help me explain what God expects us to do? That's what you're asking, ain't Phyllis? We gonna come back to yours. And if anybody know the answer to that, please help her out, all right? All right, Um, here's another one, guys. Something that I'm dealing with. How do you love people who hate you? Like, you know, the Bible tells us that we are supposed to love our enemies. How do you do that? <laughs> like, and mean it. And let, like, let it be coming from your heart, not, not going through the motions of I love you, but on the inside, I'm like, I can't stand you. You know, like, how can you, how do you really love your enemies? I asked him that because he, he specializes in it. I don't, I have challenges with it. So how do you love people who hate you, man? Like people you know can't stand you. Hate the ground you walk on. But how you love them still? How you supposed to do that? <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, no. Nah, but uh, <laughs> seriously, that's like, that's that's like, that's a big, big, big challenge, right? Because I know the feelings you have towards me, right? But I still gotta do what's right because no matter how you feel towards me or no matter how my feelings at the time towards you are God is always looking at me right so I always look at I, I always say like, you might get titled but I always refer back to Jesus right um it's one scripture where Jesus was Jesus was talking and the people was ready to stone him right mm -hmm. and Jesus could have said Everybody dropped dead, and everybody would have did it, right? But, <laughs> but people don't look at it like this. But you gotta, you gotta really go back and read that. The love that Jesus had for those people, he spared their lives, right? And he just walked out. He walked straight through the middle of the crowd, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the love he had for them. If he didn't love them, I'm pretty sure. Hey, boom! Everybody dropped dead at the time, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then plus, it wasn't his time yet. Mm -hmm. But. Um, your question is, how do you love people that hate, that hate you? you? How do you love people that hate you? I really, uh, it's hard for me to explain it. It's better for me to walk it out. Mm -hmm. So that's a bit, I, I can't really explain it. Mm -hmm. I just, that's, that's just how I walk my everyday life, man. I know, honestly, I know people that really like can't stand me, and like if if I had it my way, I'd go to them and tell them, "Hey, I can't stand you neither." Right. Right. But that's not the <laughs> that's not the that's not the the way Jesus would have handled them when he walked here, right? Like, I know you don't I know you don't like me, but I'm gonna go out your way to show you that look. Even though you don't like me, I love you with the love of God, right? Mm -hmm. And some, it's funny because sometimes they even feel they hate even more. Mm -hmm. oh, he being nice to me and he know I don't like him. Mm -hmm. oh, I hate him and he know I don't. And he doing all this, he know I don't like him. Man, that's just and and that's and that's another amazing thing. I, I love that too. Like when when I know that you don't like me, and God place it in my heart to, to do, do something, something nice like real nice for you. <laughs> and I already know what I know <laughs> when I'm doing it for you. I hear what you're saying about me. Yeah, it's like God is like the so. Bible say you heaping coals on top of their head when you do stuff like that. I mean, when when you um, brought up the story with Jesus about how he could have how he said like he, he really could have called angels down to, you know, to take care of the problem for him while he was on the cross, but he didn't. And when you said that God started to talk to me while I was sitting here, he was saying, you just always have to see the bigger picture. See, Jesus saw the bigger picture. Like that was, you cannot tell me that that was, that wasn't an emotional time for him to have people 
coming at him that he only trying to help you know what i'm saying and because he saw the bigger picture which was if i if i finish this thing if i complete this thing then the then imagine all the people that's going to be able to have access to the father again so he was able to push past how he felt you know he's able to push past how he felt and still carry on because he saw the bigger picture so i guess that's a good answer for me you know just to I love people that hate me. I can I can love people that hate me by seeing the bigger picture. What is the bigger picture? It's the setback of me hating them worth worth me continuing and walking hate with them, you know? It's not worth it. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna go through the setback. I don't wanna continue to have setbacks in my life. So to see the bigger picture, the plan that God has for my life, you know, it that that helped me to understand that, you know, it, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth the price. It's not it's not worth the call on my life. It's not worth it. It's not worth my movement. So I'm gonna take that. See the bigger picture. It's not worth it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I needed that because it's it's hard, man. Especially, man, look, it's hard to deal with people that hate you, especially when you've done nothing to them and they just hate you. You know, they don't like you. They don't like what you're standing for. They don't like you. They just, for whatever reason, that's hard, man. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm, you know, all put together. I was, um, I was studying last night mm -hmm. and I was studying my work this morning. So I'm like, uh, I promise y'all, like, we're not going to keep y'all long because I got to get back in my study. Mm -hmm. But I really had to pull out, like, really this morning because the presence of God was, like, overwhelming for me. So mm -hmm. I had to, God, let me let me put this word down and let me get out of here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's why at the beginning you couldn't find me because I was. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not, we're not going to hold y'all too long. I'm probably going to ask like three more questions if y'all don't have no questions of your own. She said, yes, pertaining to the work we must do here. I know growing up, we were responsible for our actions after we became teenagers. In the life of a Christian, we must be about our father's business. This is hard for some of our youth to wrap their minds around. Well, Aunt Phyllis, um, she's saying basically, um, pertaining to her question of accountability, um, she's saying basically like what the work what are the works that we must do here? You know? What's some what are the works that, that God expect us to do here? I think that's what you're asking. Hmm? What are the works that God expects us to do here? Like as Christians, what are we supposed to be doing here? I'm thinking that's what she's asking. Let's make sure that's what she's asking. About. Well, she just put some thumbs up. So, yeah, like, what are we supposed to be doing here as Christians? Jesus said, go out into all the world and preach this gospel. Right? So that's the number one charge that we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Preach this gospel and show the love of God, right? Mm -hmm. Um And I, man, to be honest, I hold, uh, and for, uh, she said, what's the age of accountability? I hold my kids accountable right now for, for the thing they do, especially my little girl. Okay, I she, get it. Age of especially my, my little girl, because she understands, uh, she understands when she's doing wrong, because when she's doing stuff she ain't got no business doing, she do this. <laughs> yes, so she, she knows, she, she knows. She knows what's, what's when she's doing wrong and she knows when she's doing right. So I hold her accountable when she's when she doing what she ain't got no business doing. And I also give her praise when she's doing the right stuff. And especially when she do stuff that I've never seen her do before. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, wow, she's two years old. So two years old is the age of accountability. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, you know, when they know, because even my baby boy, like he's something else. Like he he be looking too like he'll do stuff and before he do it he'll look back to see if you looking they let me know you know you're not supposed to be doing that so i mean the age of accountability to me is when you know you're supposed to be doing right but you're still choosing to do wrong you know i mean i could be wrong in that in that situation but i mean if you know you're supposed to be doing right and you still choose to do wrong you know then you know what you're doing you know but to answer your other question about what what are we supposed to be doing here you know uh, this whole season, you know, this whole season we've been talking about uh, 
preaching and demonstrating, preaching and demonstrating, preaching and demonstrating. You demonstrate through how you live. You demonstrate by being obedient to God, doing whatever he tell you to do. Read about who Jesus is, what he did, because he said you would do what he did and greater. You know, that's the whole, that's the standard, you know, to get to that point where you can do what Jesus did and greater. Jesus preached the gospel, preached the gospel. He healed the sick, healed, healed the, the sick. sick. Whatever he did, he loved people in spite of. Love people in spite of, you know. The thing is, we have flesh, okay? So we have to submit ourselves to God as much as you can. I would say on a daily basis, but as much as you can. Because the more you connect to God, the more empowered you get. You see and what I'm saying? And the more you get to know yourself. That, right? Exactly. The more you the more you get in God's face, the more God reveals to you who he is. And the more that God reveals to you who he is, the more you know who you are. Because you are a child of God. So whatever God is, that's what you are. Absolutely. Right? So whatever whatever I am, it goes off to my kids. Mm -hmm. My kids reap reap the benefits of everything that that I that I have, right? That's if, it. If I have a million dollars, God, thank you for it. My kids also reap the benefits yeah. of that million dollars, they eat right? Good too. If I have a plate of food, my kids huh. Even if I don't want them to reap that benefit, oh, they still going to reap the benefit of that plate of food, right? Can't eat nothing around. So whatever, when when high man, that's that's one. That's why I always encourage. That's anybody I talk to uh, about the word, man. Go read, go read about Jesus, man. If if you want to start somewhere, start there so you can learn your identity. Once you learn your identity, man. Once you get, once you learn who you are, man, you are very empowered, right? Huh. Once you learn, oh. once you learn that, like. You 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 are so empowered once you once you get it and start to really learn and understand why Jesus did the things he did and who Jesus was when he walked this earth. You will start to understand the things why why God wants you to do certain stuff and who you are while you walking in this earth because we're the same as Jesus when Jesus walked this earth. You got it. Just like I talk, I, mean, I always tell y'all this this thing shook me when I heard that man say that that the devil when Jesus was walking this earth he only had one Jesus to deal with but. When he ascended back to his father and he released his spirit, he sent his spirit back to us to live on the inside of us. Now he got a whole bunch of Jesus to deal with. And honestly, he couldn't even handle the one Jesus that was walking on earth. So if we all rise up and step in our true power. Not, 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 not what, not the, the, what's the word? Not the... Like I was saying, praying earlier about God's truth. When you really learn God's truth and you step into that thing and walk that out, not the preconceived notions about who God is and all that stuff and different people's opinions and all that stuff. No, no, no. When you get in your word and you read the scripture about what Jesus did and you see what he did because he charged you to do what he did and greater. So you first have to see what he did, how he did it. Then you would be able to see, okay, I'm supposed to be doing this too. And the more you spend time with God, the more, the more you start to believe that thing. The more you read your word, the more you start to believe that thing. And once that thing becomes a reality in your life and you start to walk in that thing, devil what? You know what I'm saying? Devil who? You see what I'm saying? Like, I really think we have a hard time wrapping our mind around we are really supposed to be doing what Jesus did. Not running and cowering down and being scared and all that. No, you got power. You have power on the inside of you. It's not just enough. And like I said, I said this and I'm going to say it again. He taught me this. It's not just enough to preach. It's not just enough to preach. Preaching is good. But Jesus did not just preach. He demonstrated when he preached, he proved. When he preached, after, the scripture tells you to preach and demonstrate. I want you to tell. When he told his disciples to go out, he told them, I want you to tell. Do that. I want you to talk about this, about the, the kingdom of God, about how it's near. And then I want you to heal, heal every sickness and disease. And then I want you to do this. Cast out demons. I want you to do this. this I'm telling you, this is real. We just got to know that. Got to make that a reality. So that's what we're supposed to be doing here in Aunt Phyllis. Whatever Jesus did. Whatever the scriptures say Jesus did, that's what we're supposed to be doing. You see? Because we direct replicas of him. All right? And if you don't know that, I really encourage you to go to go read. Again, I really encourage you to go read on Jesus because that's what the enemy wants you. The enemy wants you to don't know who you are and don't know what you are capable of doing as a as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, right? So 
Um, so I really encourage you to go read those things so you can so you can cut the cut the cord that's around your neck and cut the and loosen the not chain. just loosen yeah. the chain, break the chains that's that's holding you down, right? Once you once you learn who you are, man, you become so powerful. Like it's powerful. Once I got into my word for myself and for I really started digging the scripture for myself, man, I just felt so empowered. Like I didn't want to put my word down. Like I just, I really encourage you to read your word for yourself. Go and read the word without a man's opinion surrounding it and go get it with God's facts surrounding come, it. Come right? on. Oh God. That's a whole mess. That's, that's something. Not with man's opinion surrounding it. That's why it's important for our ministers. If you're a minister on here, um, don't put your own opinion in the word. Just preach the word. The word is the word with the word stands alone. It don't need your opinion. It don't need your reasoning. Exactly. It don't need your reasoning. It don't need your understanding. Just preach the word. Preach the word. Don't add your opinion. Don't add what you think. Don't add how you feel to it. Just preach the word because the word, the word is self-standing. The word is, 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 is sufficient. Like it don't need nothing or nobody. You see what I'm saying? It stands alone. So just preach the word. Just preach the word and let the word do the work. You know, you don't have to help God. I, God keeps telling me that I don't need your help. I don't need your help. I was doing this thing before you was even here. I don't need your help. Okay, just do what I'm telling you to do. Don't try to help me out. You see what I'm saying? Just preach the word, man. You can't help God out. You can't. <laughs> Why are you going to help the creator out? You know, but I'm just saying, I said that for a reason. Don't try to add nothing to the word. Don't try to subtract nothing to the word. From from the word. Just teach the pure word. You see what I'm saying? If it's in the scripture, you can stand on it. So that's why it's important for you to get in your word, okay? Like I said, pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists, apostles, all of them are important. I discredit not one. Because if they wasn't important, God wouldn't have created them. They all important, but they all had a place. And they all have their place, and their place is not in God's position. God has his position, and they have their position. You have to get in the word for yourself. Let the Holy Ghost become your teacher, okay, so that you can start to walk this thing out for yourself. Not walking this thing out for, uh, you know, to please somebody else. No, no, no. Walk this thing out for yourself. This word become alive in your life, okay? Okay, that is so important. It's so important. And then, um... Another thing is because you don't want to be telling people stuff you heard word of, word of mouth, right? And then they be like, well, well what they said in the scripture? Well, I heard so-and-so say it. And they're like, <laughs> oh, okay. I believe it was Aunt Steffi last week that had a question. And she was saying it's, it's something about it's Jesus, God, or whatever. And we could have told her off our own understanding, you know, what we thought about that. But Jasper went and actually found her a scripture for her he found her a scripture and told her here here's the scripture go and read it you know and as she read it i know god when we read the scripture the holy ghost starts to talk to us the holy ghost starts to reveal things to us he he's the teacher you see what i'm saying all our job is is to point people back to christ okay i'm not one and something yeah i don't even remember but my job is not to sit up here and be this person's god you ain't got to ask me look when you come and ask me something, I'm going to answer the question according to the Holy Ghost. If I ain't got the answer, I'm going to tell you I don't have it. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm not your God. My job is to point you back to Christ. Not to be, not to sit up here. Now, I'm, now hear me when I say this, okay? My job is to point you back to Christ as your God. Not to try to be your God, okay? That's the issue. That's the issue. Because a lot of us, we depend too much on the man and the woman of God. And, and you stay, and what, what happens is you stay handicapped. You see, is that my phone? Okay, yeah, oh, that is my phone, hold on. Okay, sorry about that, child. You stay handicapped. You can't make a move unless you ask your pastor, can you do this? You can't, you can't, you can't go forward. You can't look to the left. You can't look to the right unless you got that permission. No, you're not supposed to be handicapped. You are supposed to be independent of man, independent of God. You get what I'm saying? So it's so important for you to get in the word for yourself that the Holy Ghost become your teacher. All right? It's important. All right? All right. <laughs> the one that flesh is weak. <laughs> this boy here, I'm trying to help out you. They just need our friends. Yeah. 
that's you know how you can help the youth ain't Phyllis. Let me say this. We help people by living this life out before them. You see, living this life out before them. Um, and we always got to remember that we was once you too, you know. I know I wasn't always squeak clean when I was a youth, <laughs> okay. You know, I, you know, I did things that I shouldn't have did. And, you know, I never forget those things. So when my kids, let's just, when, when my kids grow up, you know what I'm saying? And when they, and they start doing some of the, you know, some of the crazy stuff that kids do, you know, I have to remember, hey, I was once them as well. But the best thing, the best way to help them is just to live the life before them. You know, a lot of people sit there and condemn them and judge them and beat them down, but that ain't gonna really help them. That's just gonna make them rebel more. See, and that's what keeps them away from Christ too. Yeah. Because if, if, if we as believers like that, they're like, man, shoot, y'all following him, y'all like that, man, shoot, I don't want to, I don't want to have nothing to do with that. Shoot, I don't want to be beat over the head. I'd rather be out here living with the world. They they uh, got their arms around me and showing yeah. me what they showing me than be around these Christians who judge me every time I come around. They're ready to put a stake in my back. Yeah. Every time I come around, every, for every mistake that I make, right? Yeah. That's why the message of grace is so important, man, that we have all sinned and fallen short of his glory. You know what I'm saying? We have all sinned and fallen short of his glory. But we can live the life before these you, you know, because they are the future, you know. They the next generation that's going to take over and take this thing higher than we could have ever took it. So, you know, we can live this life before them and be examples, you know, be examples of, of what they need to be. You know, that's the best way I think to help them, you know, honestly, let them see, let them see. Because a lot of times we do a lot of this, you know, and then they see us doing opposite of what this was saying. You see what I'm saying? And that's just not with you. That's that's with that's with. Um, that's with people in general. We are all examples. You see, we are an example to somebody. Somebody is always watching you, you see. Not listening, but watching, you see. Because the mouth can say anything. Mouth can literally build build this, test up, all this kind of stuff. Mouth can say anything, but your actions. That's actually going to lead up to my next question. You know, my mom used to always <laughs> tell me, your actions speak stars in your words. So that's no it. matter what you say, what you gonna do is what what speaks to me, basically. That's and I and um, even on my um, even on my job, um, like I, I've had to pull people into the office and give them write ups and stuff, and they're mm -hmm. like, "Shoot, hey man, look, I ain't this ain't gonna happen again." So and so, and I pull my mama, "Hey man, your actions speak louder than your words to me, bro." Yep. And they be like, no, you didn't. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> your words mean nothing. Yeah. That's why I saw it. I'm telling you, that's why it's so important. Your words. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your words mean nothing if your actions don't line up with what you said. So. Nope. That's where you come. Uh, go ahead. Nah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, you can't. Gotta tell you no. Okay. All right. This is why it's so important. I tell you guys not to just preach. It's not good enough to just preach. You have to demonstrate. Because words, you know, can go in one end out the other. But somebody will never, ever forget a demonstration. You see what I'm saying? You won't forget a demonstration. They might have been hearing Jesus and they might have forgot what he said. But they never, I know they never forgot what he did. Matter of fact, they weren't even really talking about what he said. They was talking about what he did. Man, y'all see this guy over here? He healed this man. You see what I'm saying? So it's important for us to not only speak. Not only preach, walk this thing out, all right? Why do people keep throwing your past up when you don't live there no more? That's Aunt Steffi. She said, why people keep throwing your past up when you don't live there no more? You want to start it off? I want you to start it off. So I started off. <laughs> when I started off, Facebook going to shut down. <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, what's Be led uh, by the Holy Ghost. Man, that's a that's an awesome question, though. Yeah. That's a really good question. Thank you for that, ain't Stephanie. Because they can't see where you are, right? So, um, what's some stuff I used to do? I can't think of some stuff I used to do right off the top of my head, but mm -hmm. I know for sure 
I didn't always do what was right. And mm-hmm. I know right now I still don't do what was was right all the time. All the time. Right? Nobody does. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get that right. Nobody Absolutely. nobody does the right thing all the time. If every, if people was able to do was right on. all the time then there was no point for jesus jesus exactly. to come and shed his blood right exactly. so let's, let's start there before people be like, i do right all the time that's a lie uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on y'all come on now <laughs> let's be because honest. um but but to answer your question because people can't people can't see you beyond from where they seen you yeah right people people can't people people cannot see that man uh you ain't changed. It's in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna resurface somewhere. Like if you was if you was always that person partying and all that, now you didn't change your life around and you and you with God. People are like nah, cause I remember when you used to do this and I remember when you used to do that. It's it's gonna resurface. But that's the that's one of the good things about Christ. Christ never throws your past in your back face. in your face. He always throws your future in your face. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. God, that's a good one. He throws your my baby couldn't have, um he throws your future in your face because God is always calling you to come higher. He's calling he always looks at you from what he created you to be. Not you know what you are at this very moment you see what i'm saying he don't he always call you to come higher so yeah man you know they and a lot of times they do that ain't stepping simply because they can't see like just said they can't see you and honestly speaking they might not see no change in their life you know so in they mind so in they mind oh she ain't she, oh shoot she just gonna go right back to what she was doing you know that's but that's why it's so important ain't steffy man you know to stick as close as you can to god and and that's one of my that's one of my things because i have a challenge with caring too much about what people think about me okay caring too much what people think about me and so i would that would like shake me if somebody kept throwing my past up into my face you know but at the end of the day it don't matter what they got to say about me you know it's all about what god says about me so i i, I thank you for answering for asking that question because it happens all the time it happens all the time and matter of fact it's a scripture i was trying to find it I was hoping Jasa kept talking so I could <laughs> find this scripture, man, uh, to to for you to read. I probably just have to inbox it to you, okay? About how um, Jesus was saying, I think it was Paul. It was somebody that was saying how we're not because we're all new creatures in Christ. You know, we're not supposed to look at um, look at the. Um, he didn't say outward appearance, but it was saying that, like, because we're all new creatures in God, you know, we're not supposed to hold people to what they look like or what, you know, we're supposed to, we're supposed to see past that. You see what I'm saying? We're supposed to see past that. I'm going to find that scripture. I was just reading it in my Bible and I'm going to uh, send it to you. But even in the Old Testament, Old Covenant, you know, uh, with David, you know, you're not supposed to look at the outward appearance of man. You don't know what's, what God is doing in that man's heart or that woman's heart. You know, you don't know what change God been doing in that person. And honestly, they're not your judge. You know, they're not your judge. So nobody should be judging you anyway, but they do. You know, they do. And a lot, oftentimes, because they forget, you know, they forget that they done messed up too. You know, I think, yes, I think that is it. I ain't fearless. I think that is it. So let's see. I think we're gonna ask one more question. He over there trying to do some uh, daddy duties with these kids. I know y'all hear him. I think we're gonna ask one more question if unless y'all have one. Let's see. Let's see. What you say, Jazz? Oh, uh, they want to keep you in the same spot. They girl, you better say that they want to keep you in the same spot that they in. That's true. That's true. A lot of times you got so many negative people, man. You have so many negative people that no change is happening in their life and they don't want to see no change happen in yours. You know, that's true. I didn't even see y'all commenting on here. All right. So I'm going to go ahead on and I'm going to ask another question. Unless y'all got one. If y'all got one, please send it in. Okay. All right. Man, I got two I want eggs. Okay. Babe, this is the last two. It's okay, babe. Just let them cry. We about to get off here in a little bit. All right. Just let them cry. He'll be all right. 
told y'all we got cheering y'all. We be trying. Oh, Jesus, trying to do the will of God with babies. I got two more I want to ask. And these are my personal questions that I'm having challenges with. Because I've been having a challenging week, y'all. I ain't going to lie. Oh, I've been having a challenging week, but God is faithful. Josh, you know you got kids. <laughs> I'm waiting for Pastor Jay. He gonna cry every time you walk out, babe, so don't worry about it. Alright, so I'm just gonna ask this one right here. How do you know when your season is up with a person or a place? It was another question to transfer it. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was the only one that ain't Steffi had asked. How do you know when your season is up with a person or a place? What's the question? How do you know when your season is up with a person or a place? Hey y'all, I do apologize that I had to cut the podcast prematurely, but due to the time that I am allotted on here um, to record, I had to cut it because I was running over. Um, but if you are interested in seeing what you missed or hearing what you missed you can always go to my youtube page which is keandra redman k-e-a-u-n-d-r-a redman r-e-d-m-a-n okay and you can go and see everything that you missed you can actually see the video recording of this podcast so and while you're there please by all means like and subscribe please subscribe subscribe all right but as I always leave y'all with, God is the source of your life, so stay connected to him.